welcome back, everyone, and welcome back, Chantel. Hello. Or welcome, not welcome back, welcome to the show. (laughs) So if you don't mind, can you just give um, everyone a few details about what it is that you do? Yeah, so I specialize in dating and relationships. I'm a life coach. Um, I wrote a ton of books. Um, I could find seven. Pardon? Is there seven? Eight. Eight. Okay, I, I think I counted seven on the website. Yeah. So there's well, there's eight now. Um, so my website, I didn't, I didn't put my last book up yet. Um, but like I cover everything from getting over a breakup, like every book is, is a separate step in the dating and relationship field. So the comeback queen is getting over a breakup, fake love need not applies, knowing the different types of wrong guys that are out there, opposers, losers, scammers, and predators. That one actually get free on my website. Um, everybody should know that. Yeah. Uh, and then no more assholes. That's one of my best selling books is the vetting process, how to choose the right partner. Uh, after the first kiss, how to make sure you're developing the relationship properly once you have chosen somebody and then fix that shit is my other bestseller. It's actually pulling ahead, which is really cool because people are using no more assholes and finding someone great and then using fix that shit to unpack the baggage in the relationship. Okay, nice. Yeah. And then say yes to goodness. That's about general happiness because, you know, what a good man wants from a woman is her happiness, right? Happy wife, happy life. So I teach happiness as well. And then custom made is about developing yourself. Like sometimes we get in relationships and we lose ourselves. Custom made is written so that you understand what it is that you were built and designed to do. What's your talent? So we don't know that. Our educational system pulls us away from that by, you know, grading us. And I'm not saying grading is bad, but, but they, they pull our focus into things that are not strengths. Like you're good in this. So don't focus on that. Cause obviously you don't need to focus on it, but what you're not good at work harder, put more focus, spend more time in that. Right. So we get pulled away from what we're actually really good at when we go to school. Uh, and then dating 101 is, is you know like like no more assholes is written woman to woman. Most of my books are written woman to woman, except for say yes to goodness, dating one hundred and one, and custom made. Uh, dating one hundred and one, I wrote that so the parents can buy that for their kids. There's no swearing in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. and you know the sex ed that the kids should be getting in school. It definitely lacks in school. I don't think I remember anything besides labeling body parts from sex ed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I talk about what's normal because like in my field, I study sociology, psychology, anthropology, and biology. And I I use all of those social sciences to help people understand themselves and then understand each other. Nice. So how did you get involved with the dating advice world? I started with dogs. (laughs) Oh, okay. When I was in my mid twenties, I became a dog trainer, behavior modification specialist. And I'm one of those people, like, I need to know why, right? So I started training dogs, and I, I was wondering, why is it when I change my behavior, their behavior changes? And, you know, Cesar Milan, he says, I rehabilitate dogs, I train people. Okay. And uh, so I got really curious about the psychology, and I studied wolf psychology to understand dog psychology. And by studying, you know, the natural wolf nature, so really natural dog nature, I really got a... a some insight into human nature because I started to see parallels. Like we are pack animals by nature. The worst thing you can do to a human being 
isn't put them in jail, it's put them in isolation, right? We need I to- I think we're feeling that. Right, right. We need to be with our group. Um, you know, we work with a hierarchy. Same with humans, like same, you know, um, wolves, humans, hierarchy. We function best when we focus on our strengths. So a lot of parallels were coming up and I got really curious about human behavior. So I started studying sociology, psychology. I went to university for sociology that got me into anthropology. I started writing my books that got me into the biology because I really wanted to understand what are all these chemical reactions that make us choose certain behaviors when we're dating. Interesting. What is um, a lot of the recurring issues that you see with modern dating specifically? Uh, like people wanting to be understood, but not seeking to understand. Interesting. What Could you elaborate that on that a little bit? Uh, I'll, I'll, do you want to hear a hot topic? Definitely. <laughs> so uh, I'm on TikTok and uh, one of my- I was going to bring that up. <laughs> right. So one of my most viral posts is one where I'm speaking to women and I'm, and I'm talking about how we shouldn't feel insecure about guys using porn to masturbate because it's, it's porn is natural. You know, one thing that I mentioned is porn, it was on cave drawings. That's how long this has been around. This is not a new phenomenon. If you look up ancient pottery, you see porn on plates. Like, so there's, there's no reason to think this is a new thing that we need to push away. It's been around for so long. And what women don't understand when they're telling their partners, I don't want you watching that. I don't want you having an orgasm to another woman's body. Um, what they're not understanding is this is an aid for men to help them get on with their day. Because when you think about fertility cycles and the differences between men and women, we are fertile a couple of days a month. They are fertile 24 seven. And so, you know, what happens with our fertility cycle, right? Like we create the egg, it attaches to the uterus, it, it creates a, a lining. If it's not used, we shed the blood. So there is a process our body does in order to eliminate the cycle. And it's the same right. thing with men, it's their sperm, right? And there's a buildup of sperm that happens and it needs to be eliminated. And they get distracted, right? They <laughs> yeah. get distracted by this. Just like we need to take time to go change our tampon, change our pad. They need to take time to get rid of Release. the and That the makes sense. Yes. And, and the, you know, the faster you do it, the, like men will tell you the faster I can get it done, the faster I can get on with my day. That's such an interesting um, juxtaposition when you compare it to our menstrual cycle to them ejaculating. I would have never, ever made that connection. I don't have an issue with people watching porn if I'm in a relationship with them. It just never bothered me. Um, it, I mean, sometimes you can even turn it into a joint activity. But I do know that, and especially from seeing um, the TikTok videos that you've been making, that is one that does come up a lot, is watching porn. So, but when you, when you say it like that, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you can't really blame them. <laughs> Well, no, and that's just it. And that's, that's one of the things that's kind of a shame is, is we're, you know, people are taught things, right? Right or wrong, people are taught things. They learn them, they incorporate them, and, and they just kind of go forward with that. And, and so, unfortunately, there are women who are taught that um, 
it's a disrespect or it takes something away from them. And what they do with that lesson is they shame men for using porn. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that um, you talk about a lot is the no kissing for three months rule. And so how do you, how can you explain what that is, how it helps and what to do if you wait that long and then the kiss falls flat? Right. Well, here's the thing. Um, if you've waited three months to kiss somebody and, and it's getting progressively more and more interesting with this person, more intimate with this person and no kissing doesn't mean no touching. I always say you need to communicate if he makes you happy, if he makes you feel warm and fuzzy with physical touch and, and physical touch. Like it's, it's interesting because like right now, how much physical touch is there before a first kiss? If we're kissing on a first, second, or third date, how much hand-holding is going on before that? How much cuddling is happening before that? So no kissing for three months gives people an opportunity to get creative because we, I mean, that's just, we're going back, but now we got to get, cre it's, it's called creative because we forgot how to do that. So now no kissing for three months gives people an opportunity to get creative. That's the word they're using, creative, perfection before the kiss. Right. Um, and okay. so by communicating with touch before a kiss, you create more intimacy. So if you get to that three-month anniversary, and you really should show a calendar date to make it tangible. So if you get to that three-month anniversary to have your first kiss, it should be a buildup of intimacy and it should be hard to hold back from that kiss. And so that first kiss should be like, oh, wow. Right. Okay. I'm, when I, I misunderstood it um, in the sense that when I read no kissing, I thought that it also meant no touching. And I was like, how would you? And that's where we are today. It's insane where we jump straight to the kiss. Yeah, it's, it's the first move. Is there no other part of my body that exists? Do we not have True. cheeks you can stroke and neck you can nuzzle? This little corner right here beside the eye is such a tender place to kiss. If you're feeling affection for somebody, you can cuddle all day long. It's, it's literally no kissing and no sleepovers for three months. But anything else is in as long as it doesn't go beyond kissing. Okay. No sleepovers is a lesson that somebody else has taught me, actually, because I'm not good at that. <laughs> and no sleepers is, is it, that's the great part, because when people get distance, physical distance, then they think. And so when I'm seeing somebody, if they're going home and not thinking about me, I'm going to know by the time that three months is up. True. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, well, Another question that I had, um, and this is sort of around modern dating as well, um, which what is your opinion on using dating apps to find love? Love it. Love it. There's so many stories of people finding their husbands and their wives on Tinder. Okay. Dating apps are amazing. It facilitates it. So naturally, our brains absorb a social circle of 100 people. Um, okay. We are surrounded by so many when we go out into the public, it is overwhelming. And so it seems very overwhelming to walk up to somebody and start a conversation because there's like, first of all, we're taught to not do that because there's this myth 
that men are just supposed to know when a woman's interested in them. And, 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 they, have, and they have to be the first approaches. Otherwise, they're not a man. But the fact is, so many men are looking at women going, mm, she's probably with somebody. I'm not going to disrespect her man. I'm not going to disrespect her relationship. But this attractive woman can't possibly be single. And so they talk themselves out of approaching. So women do need to go up to men and let them know that they are available and they're open and they're interested in that particular person. And so dating app takes some of the overwhelm away from that process. Okay. I find people always have mixed opinions on dating apps, whether they're good or they're just for hookups or... Right. And the thing is, so, you know, men who are looking for hookups use dating apps. And it's up to the woman to be discerning in who she responds to. And one thing that I teach him is if, it, if there's nothing in his, in his message to you that indicates he's read your profile, delete, delete, delete. Okay, that's good advice. <laughs> and what do you think you should be putting in a dating app profile if you're looking for a relationship versus just looking to meet people in a less organic way? <laughs> right. So let's start with what not to put. Um, okay. Uh, because there's two different types of males out there. So selfish short-term thinkers, they don't want a relationship. They're just looking for fun here today, gone tomorrow. If you just want fun, that's the type you want. Uh, generous long-term thinkers are looking for a relationship. And this goes for both genders, by the way. It's a state of mind. So generous long-term thinkers are the people who are looking for a relationship. So if you are in fun mode, man or woman, then you want your dating profile to be sexy because you're just looking for sex. If you're looking for a relationship, you want it to be relatable and, and you want it to turn away the guys who are just looking for sex. Otherwise, you're going to be inundated with the guys who just want hookups. So your initial photo should not be sexy. It shouldn't be cleavage. It shouldn't be curves. It should be you doing something you want to do with somebody you want to be with so that that person, when he's looking through photos, goes, oh, baseball game. I love baseball. I'm going to see what her profile says. Now, when you get into the profile, don't be negative. Don't be, you must be, and you can't be. Because really what you're saying is, um, I've, I, I'm just kind of tired of people in a way. So whenever I see that, it's a, such a red flag. Yes. So make it positive, make it, make it light. Um, have a little bit of humor in there. You know, I had a woman at, um, one time she was like, I love to bake even if I burn it sometimes. Right. So, um, and, and just talk about yourself, what your interests are, what you'd love to do with a partner and end it with an invitation. If this is you, I'd love to hear from you. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. And, uh, so I had a, a listener actually ask two, a two part question. And they said, you know, with the with the world of social distancing that we're all kind of dealing with right now, how can you come across more natural uh, when you're normally somebody who comes on a little bit more strong? How can you come across more natural when you typically come across more strong? Right. I'm not that even was... sure I understand that question. <laughs> the second part of it makes more sense. Um, it says, with with social distancing, how can I avoid overwhelming potential dates while still showing interest? Got it. Um, so maybe that they're kind of connected. Right. Be reciprocal. That's the key. So look at the tone, look at the length of the messages that you're getting and, and be reciprocal to that. So let's say it's, um, it's like question, uh, question, statement, compliment. Then you answer the question and then go question, statement, compliment. 
Okay, so give what you get, more or less. Give what you get. Yeah. Okay. And I seek what's you- familiar. So this will trigger someone's brain, like, oh, this person is like me. Right. And do you think that uh, frequency of messaging is an indicator of anything? One to one. So be reciprocal. Don't don't over message somebody, right? Like don't don't send a message and then and then wait 30 minutes and then send another one because you're getting antsy. Um, right. don't get antsy and please people everybody stop getting so anxious when you don't get an immediate reply. We must live. <laughs> we you know you don't know if somebody's driving, you don't know if they're having a conversation. Right. That's very true. Um I think especially like, so I'm on all of the apps at the moment and um, I've given myself like one, one to two hours in the morning where I'll check messages from them. But otherwise I'm just, I'm not touching it because I'm just sort of trying to more so control my day. It's not that I'm saying I don't want to talk to these people, but with all of this free time, I'm like, okay, this is the time of day where I'm going to respond to messages. And then I, I don't look at them. Uh, that's not my normal behavior when I'm going to work and doing other things. But for right now, I just have been looking only in the morning. And uh, sometimes I'll open it and I'll have like nine messages from one person. And it's kind of a turnoff. <laughs> yeah. And somebody who's overly anxious, who doesn't respect your time and space, who's who's like pushing, pushing, pushing to get you to respond to them. Um, you want to be careful of people like that because that's an early indication of selfish thinking, right? Like I want what I want when I want it. That's selfish short-term thinking. Generous long-term thinking is patient thinking. It knows how to plant a seed and then let it grow. Interesting. Okay, that's that's good advice. Uh, the last sort of question that I had um, from someone as well was, what comments can you make about age and dating? Like whether there's a big age gap or whether there's, you know, dating at different life stages? Age does not make a difference because you can find somebody who's 60 and super immature. So (laughs) age does not matter. It is about character. Is it about, it's about personality. It's about values. And, and really that's it. Character, personality, values, and find the other person attractive. Nice. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, I think that a lot of people like, so I'm 34 so a lot of people around my age are like getting that kid fever <laughs> and they start saying, well, if I date somebody that's too young, they won't want to have kids and I, and I won't be able to. Or if they date somebody that's too old, they're worried that they won't want to have, have them at all. So I'm sure that that's where that question came from. <laughs> right. Um, so that was all like my question questions, but I did want to mention your TikToks. Yes. So I don't actually have a TikTok account, so I only see the stories that you post. So I only get the questions, but never the answers. Oh, cute. Um, I get a lot of comments on them. They, I just love the And like, I'm always pausing them so I can read the whole email. Good. I'm hoping you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you move out of the way for just a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I really like that. What is your TikTok handle in case anybody that's listening would like to look it up? Uh, Canada's Dating Coach. Or Chantal Hyde. Yeah, either okay. either or will bring you to my TikTok. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I really like them. And it like, like I said, I don't have it. So I never hear the advice part. But um, I do. I do like the approach that you're taking on that. Thank you. Uh, and I noticed on your website as well that you did. Uh, you have a life coach award that you won last year. 
I did. That was a surprise, actually. Thank you. Um, so would was that related to dating or was that related to some of the other stuff that you... All about dating and relationships. So um, somebody not nominated me, um, you know, based on everything they've seen on my platform. And, and then like, you know, multiple people are nominated and I ended up getting the Platinum Award. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, and so on Instagram, you're also Canada's Dating Coach. And it's canadasdatingcoach.com. Yeah, that's the website. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's where people can find you. Um, so what is it do you find that like, I guess people are sort of struggling with at the most right now in finding relationships? Well, right now it's, um, you know, they're really wondering how to start something when you can't meet people in person. And it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting because you can't meet in person. So what are you going to do? Well, I guess you're going to talk. And that's the whole point of no kissing for three months is your mouth isn't occupied. So you're just going to communicate and you're going to get to know each other. And uh, like if uh, a year, year and a half ago, two years ago, something I wrote, I wrote a um, uh, open letter to Matthew Hussey. And okay. I said, pardon? I said, I'm familiar with him. Yes. And, and, you know, because he, he has more from what, like he has, he has, I mean, he's on entertainment tonight. Right. So he's out there, he's out there and he's teaching and, and millions of women follow him. And, and in my letter, I said, why aren't you teaching women the number one secret guys are keeping from them, which is that kissing and having sex won't influence whether or not they want to get in a relationship. That speaks so highly just because those are the signs that we as women really look for. It's like, well, he wants me to be around and he wants me to sleep over and he wants to kiss me and have sex with me. But for men, you could be anyone. So the fertility cycle again, right? When you think about that, it is designed to make women selective. It is designed to make men non-selective. The reason is we are the incubators. When we put a baby in our belly, we better choose a mate who's going to help us make it survive. So that's why we have a slower fertility cycle to give us an opportunity to observe males putting on a display and then selecting mm -hmm. the best one. Think of the animal world. Is that how it happens? Females observe the males putting on a display, showing their feathers, building a nest, you know, lizards, they, they fight, right? Rams, they hit each other. So all right. these males putting on displays, so the females choose the best genetic code, the strongest one, the brightest feathers, the better nest builder. And so we are not doing that right now. Well, we are now because we're social distancing. And now yes. finally, Matthew Hussey says, maybe it's a good idea to wait for intimacy, physical intimacy, and, and get to know each other. So it's interesting how this pandemic is now bringing to light what I've been talking about for the past four or five years. Well, that's very, that's very interesting. Um, I think that that is definitely uh, a lot of the new age uh, dating tactics and women owning their sexuality kind of goes against that which is fine if you're just looking to go out there and meet people and have fun. But if you actually are looking for a relationship, it sounds like you've done the research to, to, to really 
say that we're doing it wrong just by betting everyone we meet. <laughs> doing it wrong. We are doing it wrong because think about it. Like when you kiss somebody and I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to all the women who are listening to this, ask yourself this. If you kiss someone on the first, second or third date, and then the next day someone else asks you out, do you say, no, I'm seeing someone? It definitely plays on my mind for sure. Like, oh, I can't go on a date with that person because I just, I ha- now I have to see what happens here. That kiss felt now so Now I have to see what happens. So kiss to see where it goes, which makes no sense yes. because that kiss, the reason why you said no to the next person is because the chemical in the kiss, so everybody's lip secrets a chemical, doesn't do anything until you combine your lip chemicals with another set of lips. The cocktail is an aphrodisiac. This is why kissing precedes sex. This is why kissing is exciting. This is why kissing makes you go with those butterflies, right? But the secondary effect on the female brain, not in the male brain, as we can tell, but the secondary effect on the female brain is to lock her in, is to signal, I've completed a vetting process. I've observed the males putting on a display and I've selected one. I say no to you because I chose that one. Well, we chose a stranger. Right. So what do you think it says when you kiss somebody? And like I said before, it just sort of falls flat. Mm. So if you wait three months, (laughs) then the person you kiss after three months is the one you're excited about kissing. Yes, for sure. Because you've seen where it went and then kiss the right one because you let the wrong ones walk away first. And the one who's left standing, the one that you made it to that three-month anniversary, you have an increasing amount of affection, an increasing amount of intimacy, an increasing amount of excitement, all based around the fact that you have three months of history that tells you who this person is. So let's say that first kiss sucks because he went, right? (laughs) Okay. It happens. It happens. It does. So think about what you would do what if, you, what if you had sex with that person and, and you wanted them to touch you a certain way? Would you tell them how to play with your body? Yes. So why can't you tell them how to do your lips? True. That's a, that's a good point. Right? It's, it's, it's all part and parcel. It's teaching another person how to treat us, how to touch us, how to be with us. And so this is how you teach someone how to kiss. You tell them, you say, close your eyes and let me kiss you. You don't break the intimacy, by the way. Like, this is your guy right here. You go, close your eyes, and let me kiss you. And you just show them how you like to be kissed. You, you just have them close your eyes, open them out just a little bit, and you use your lips on their lips to show them how you like to be kissed. And then they go, oh, like that. And they start kissing you your way. By the way, my husband, that first kiss, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second here. And, and it took no time for him to learn my technique. And he is the best kiss I've ever had in my entire life. In addition to the best everything else I've ever had in my entire life. And when I say <laughs> everything else, I really mean everything else. Well, that's why he's your husband. Well, that's not why. Well, I mean, I like that he learns. But right. the reason why is because I chose a man who is hardworking, who is a very devoted person, um, who is the most generous kindest person I've ever met in my entire life I look up to him and he puts me on a pedestal and treats me amazingly 
So, oh, so nice. I would have taken as long as it would have taken to teach them, but it didn't take that long. <laughs> well, that's good. Fast learners are always a plus. <laughs> that he is. <laughs> cool. Well, um, those were really all the questions that I had for you today. Uh, you blew my mind. I've learned so much. Um, when I first read the the no kissing for three months rule, I was like, well, we're going to have to talk about that. But I think you might have, you've convinced me that I think that that's a good idea because you're also suggesting keep dating during those three months. Oh, 100%. Don't close right. the door because you're going to let people come and go. And, you know, it's all about who comes, stays for three months is consistent in their behaviors and as the three months evolve and you piece together what he says with what is is a, is is an honest person so those because the thing is you know the honeymoon period right even those first three months are like woohoo so if you add that kiss chemical you miss all the red flags yes and i'm i'm very guilty for that like i get i'll meet someone yeah, I know. Yeah. I meet somebody and then I'll kiss them and then I'll get my hopes up and then there'll be like these few little things and I'm like, oh, that was weird. But they like me. It's okay. And then they break up with me for someone else. Yeah. And that's that's the kiss chemical that made you build a castle in the sky based on lack of knowledge. You had all these blanks because you don't know who a person is, but you have all these blank spaces that you filled in yourself, right? Yes, I'm nodding so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. And then the reality was that was somebody who just wanted the physical. Yes, they were probably just lonely. If they drop you, they just wanted the physical. It's not about who you are. Yeah, that's one thing that I've actually learned um, since starting this podcast is that most of the things that I experience um, dating is to, you can't take it personally. It just happens, and it would have happened, you know. Regardless. Regardless, yeah. Regardless. So, so there's, no, there's nothing that I can do to change their behavior. There's only things that I can do to protect myself. It's heart insurance, 100%. No kissing for three months is insurance on your heart. But when you, let's say you meet a selfish short-term thinker, right? And he's just looking for physical, and he comes across you. And, you know, you're, you're one of the dozens of women that he's reaching out to, he's meeting up with, and he's playing the law of averages to find the one or ones that he's going to have playtime with. He comes across you, you guys meet up and you say, and, and you like him, right? He's, he's good looking. He's got a good personality. Guy smells nice. And you say, I like you. I want to see where this goes, but I don't kiss for three months because I really want to get to know somebody before I kiss him because I'm looking for my long-term partner and I want to make sure the next one I kiss is the right one. And he goes, what? No one's ever said that to me. And you go, yeah, there's this chemical that's released during a kiss. And it just, it, it, it takes you beyond the honeymoon period into something that makes you miss all the red flags. And I just don't want to do that to myself. Like, I really want to be clear about who I'm dating. And he goes, damn, this woman sounds really smart. And, and now you are a woman unlike any other. Now you stand out in the crowd. You are someone who has standards and you have a plan and you were smart. And he goes, huh, you know, I wasn't quite looking for a relationship, but she's intriguing. She's interesting. I want to know more. So then he hangs out with you some more. He's still wants to sleep with you, but now he's spending time with you. He's 
kind of put that aside, but it doesn't quite go away. But he's getting to know you and you're maintaining the no kissing for three months. And he's like delving into your life. She's got interesting friends. She's got her shit together. I like how she maintains her place. She's really sweet. She's kind. She's funny. The more I get into her, the more I'm getting into her. And he might suddenly start thinking, maybe I do want a relationship after all. Maybe I am ready to build a life with someone. I never met anyone like her. And the thought of her not being in my life is increasingly becoming a thought that I don't want. Interesting. And now he starts planning with you. Now he switches over into a generous long-term thinking frame of mind. Or he walks away as soon as he hears that and you've lost nothing. If that's all he wants, he will walk away. Because (coughs) if that's where he wants to stay, then they want what they want when they want it. When you say you won't get what you want when you want it, and that's their purpose of meeting you, they're going to go. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, exactly. That's that's doing you a favor. (laughs) Exactly. So it's vetting twice, right? Once for mindset, first for mindset. Because you don't want to find somebody compatible in the wrong mindset. No More Assholes is about falling for the wrong mindset and then getting upset at that guy for not giving you what you want. That's on us. That That's is me. Our, that is our responsibility to bear, right? First, we must vet for mindset, then compatibility. Okay. Well, on that note, I think that my mind personally is pretty blown here. So um, unless there's anything else that you wanted to mention... I I think that we could probably wrap it up. Are you going to read No More Assholes to learn how to date? I think I'm going to have to. I think you've convinced me. (laughs) And that's, um, are they they available as eBooks? Yes, uh, eBook and paperback. You can get it anywhere you buy books online. Um, And you can even, you can get the eBook off my website or, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indigo, like anywhere you buy books online. Awesome. And the paperback too. Okay, I will look it up for sure and give it a read. And uh, yeah, and again, I'll, I'll just run through your, your social media accounts in case anybody would like to follow you. Um, so TikTok and Instagram are both at Canada's Dating Coach. Everything and, is Canada, yeah. And the website is canadasdatingcoach.com. Yeah, um, Facebook as well. And Facebook. Oh, right. I, I, I know put my podcast on Facebook so that my family can't see it. So I always forget about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first step in all of my books is meditation. Um, because okay. I want, you know, it's, 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 it creates the perfect brain for a relationship because it shrinks your amygdala, which is your fight or flight, which is stress, fear, and anxiety. So you physically reduce your capacity to feel those emotions. So you don't vomit them into your relationship. And then it increases your hippocampus, which is introspection and compassion. So you actually feel better about yourself, more compassionate towards yourself and your partner. So the perfect brain for a relationship. So if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a Let's Meditate playlist. I have really great meditation um, tracks on there. So anybody who wants to start meditating, head to my YouTube channel. Okay. Um, I will link all your stuff in the episode notes so that everybody can find you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for doing this. This was fantastic. I I knew I was going to learn something, but I did not even imagine that I could learn this much in such a short time. I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because I just, I never would have thought that no kissing would be like the right way to go. But I mean, I think you might have sold me on it. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And um, that's everything. You're welcome. Thank you.